0: And he cut the melon in two and gave half to his neighbour. But why would you give away that which is yours, spoke one from the crowd. And he replied, I have more than I need, and they have less. Why should I keep that which I do not need when it could profit another? The Evers beheld this, and bestowed upon the man a great gift and eternal life, that the message would be shared far and wide. Of the wonderful principle created by a man called Charity. The Man Who Wanted Eternity. Chapter 3 Charity Only Began at Home.
1: Your justice?
2: Yes. The justice? Yes. What? Don't believe me? No, no, I do, because I... Really? Of course. What? Well, people don't usually believe me when I tell them that. guess they think it seems a bit far-fetched that they just happen to run into one of the only immortal beings on the planet.
1: Well, I was looking for you, so it makes sense I'd be more likely to run into you than the average person.
0: There was a pause as Justice ran the maths on that one. And concluded You're pretty optimistic, aren't you? Anyway, why were you looking for me? And so Tanik explained his quest Justice frowned An exemption? I
2: don't think that's how it works But you got an exemption
1: You and Charity and Mercy
2: Well, yeah, but we didn't request it the Evers decreed it so that we could go on and share our principles.
1: Well, could you get in touch with the Evers? Ask them if I could have a word with them about it.
2: I'm sorry. Have a word? Well,
1: you know what I mean.
2: No, I don't. The Evers only appeared to me twice, and each time it was very much on their own terms.
1: So, you can't help me?
2: I'm sorry, I don't think I can. Unless you've got a big world-improving idea you've been mulling over?
1: No, nothing like that. I just... It's so unfair. I'm a good person. So are my family and friends. It just doesn't seem fair that we should have to go through our lives worrying about something so horrible and knowing that there's nothing we
0: can do about it. Justice stared at Tanik, and realisation dawned across her face. You're right.
2: It's not fair. It's not fair that good people should have to worry and suffer. I will help you in your quest. Really? I can't get you an exemption myself, but I can take you to someone who might be more help on the matter. Death already existed by the time I was born, but Charity's older than me.
0: He might know more about it.
1: Great. I was actually on my way to find him already.
0: I bought the ticket. And he produced it from his pocket. Oh, he won't be
2: there. I mean, good idea, starting in his homeland, but he doesn't spend much time there. He goes where he thinks he can make the biggest difference. He'll be in a city. And I've got a pretty good idea which one he'll be in
0: this week. And off they set to Agalore, one of the largest and richest cities on the green-blue. It also happened to have one of the largest wealth discrepancies on the green-blue. And this week, was playing host to an international council of bankers. After almost two days of travelling, which would actually have been about a day and a half if it hadn't been for Justice's sporadic and, at times, so it seemed to Tannock, rather petty vigilantism, they arrived at the heart of the city. Tannock had never seen so many rich looking people all in one place, and had a thought.
1: Can I ask you a favor? What? Could you maybe not, you know. What? Could you not do your your justice thing while we're here? My justice thing? Yeah, you know. Maybe give it a break for a bit. Give it a break? Look, I'm not trying to be... But look at these people. I know you're not meant to judge people on looks. But if I were to do that, then I'd say they're definitely the kind of people who sue other people. Or at the very least, they'll call the guards, and you'll get arrested, and... And what? And then i will slow down my quest.
2: Ah, there it is. It's not all about you, you know. Some things are bigger than you. So no, I won't stop doing my justice thing while we're here. The whole point is that it goes for rich and poor alike, for great and small, etc, etc.
1: Well, could you perhaps do it more verbally? Talk to people instead of, say, chucking them in their suitcases in the sea, for example.
2: I explained why I did that.
1: Yes, the suitcase got wet so he we could experience discomfort like the old man who needed the seat. And he get wet as a punishment for stealing the seat, I know. I just mean it for the next day or two. Could you maybe just talk to people instead of doing things that could get us both in trouble?
2: If you had been paying attention at all over the last few days, you would have seen that I always talk to people first.
1: You threaten them?
2: It's a statement of intent. And if you noticed, it never works. So then I have to do the physical things. Now, shush, I need to keep an eye out. he's around here somewhere.
1: All I'm saying is why don't you just persuade people, the way you did with Dwinna? What? You know, from your story. You spoke to the great chief Dwinner, and he decreed that your principle should be carried out throughout his lands and be named after you. So moved was he by your words? <laughs> oh I so he was. What?
2: It wasn't my words. It was self-preservation. I told him we'd had enough of him taking the mick and anything else he fancied taken from the people, and that moving forward, we'd be doing something about it. He saw that everyone, including his guards, agreed with me, and just happened to be holding an array of items one could collectively describe as things you could thump someone with, and realised he'd have significantly fewer bruises
0: that evening if he just went with it. <laughs>
2: Moved by my
0: words. Tannock was astonished. He felt the discomfort experienced when a long-held belief is proven false. Justice registered the change in his demeanour. Look, it doesn't matter how it happened. The little details and stuff are just... Ah, oh, what have we here? Tannock followed her gaze. He saw a well-dressed man strolling across the square... He then saw another man run up to him, grab his purse and pausing only to say Sorry, I really am
3: very sorry about this
0: race away around the corner After him! They sped off after the thief and, rounding the corner, immediately came before their quarry who was pacing around the alley, muttering to himself
3: But I mean, in the grand scheme of things Charity! Charity?
0: The man spun round
3: Justice, my old friend, how good to see you. What are you doing? Oh, um, I...
2: That was bad, wasn't it? Here you go.
0: And he handed the purse to Justice. I'm going to return this. I'll talk to you when I get back. Justice stalked off leaving Tannic with charity and a fairly awkward atmosphere.
1: Oh, what am I doing? What were you doing? I mean, I saw what you did, but why did you do it? I just...
3: I just got so frustrated, you know? I mean, when I started out...
1: Wait, sorry, do you know who we... Oh, yes. I've been travelling with Justice for a few days now, and she said we were coming to meet you. All right. Why were you...
2: What were you thinking? I wasn't... That's what I thought. And that's what I told that man when I gave him back his purse. Was he angry? He'll be fine. Why did you do that?
3: I've just been getting frustrated. I was just saying to him, when I got started, no one really had very much, you know? Some people had slightly more than they needed, some people slightly less, but most people experienced both at some stage. But now... I mean, just the scale of it... And, uh, I don't know, I just don't understand it. That man there, he wouldn't even have noticed the loss.
2: Actually, he did notice it.
3: Yes, but only because he saw me. And I did apologise to him.
2: Yeah, he said that through him a bit.
3: The point is, it wouldn't have made any difference to him, but it would have made a massive difference to someone else. You can't go around
2: stealing people's purses.
3: I know. First and last time. I
1: promise.
2: Okay. Now, let's get out of this alley.
1: Hold on. Aren't you going to kick him in the shin or something? What? He stole someone's purse. Isn't retribution part of your whole thing?
2: Or does it not count when it's a friend?
0: Justice narrowed her
2: eyes. As I have said before, it counts for everyone. That's the point. But it's about redressing wrongs. He did the wrong thing. For a good reason. Now, the wrong thing has been redressed. But I'm not going to punish someone for wanting to do something good. Where's the justice in that? Sorry, who is this? Hmm? Oh, that's Tanic. I'm helping him on a quest.
0: Actually, that's why we came to find you. And Justice went on to explain the situation.
3: An exemption? Well, we three were the only ones I know of to have ever gotten an exemption...
2: Do you have any... Mm, He doesn't have any world-changing ideas, I did ask.
3: Oh. I'm not sure I can help much then, I'm afraid. When I was young, death was already just one of those things, you know? Pretty established by that point already, from what I remember. I guess... I guess you could always ask Mercy. Do you
0: know where she is? Justice and charity looked at each other. Not
3: exactly, but we do know approximately.
0: Oh, even that's more of a theory at this point. Well,
1: will you help me try to
2: find her?
0: There was a pause. Tanik looked at the two immortals, favoured and blessed by the most powerful beings in the universe. They seemed... uneasy.
3: Of course. I'll be happy to help you in any way I can.
2: Me too. It's only fair.
3: Great. Let's go. There's just one thing. You see... Mercy's not like us. Getting her to help you might be a little bit... trickier. Charity Only Began at Home was written, directed, and edited by Gillian Massey. Tannock was played by John Michael Love. Justice was played by Karen Barkey. Charity was played by Kenny Boyle. And the narrator was played by Gillian Massey. The writing mentor and editing assistant was Kenny Boyle. The artwork was created by Hannah Bergren, and the music and sound effects were obtained from zapsplat.com. This recording was supported by the National Lottery through Creative Scotland.